Hey everybody, welcome to Anime Strong Enough. I'm Lilith. And I am Eli. And today we will be talking about uh, Girls und Panzer. Among, among some other things. Of course, it's an Eli episode, so... Yeah. <laughs> talking about a bunch of random stuff that's not necessarily related to... Whatever we're supposed to be talking about is pretty standard for you. Just just rain me in if I ever start ranting about the Germans, the French, or the Italians. Yeah, that makes sense. Not a problem. Alright. So, Girls in Panzer came out in fall 2012. Uh, Studio Actus. And... First off, I... Back... Back in the day... Alright, back in the day before I watched like a ton of anime, or any anime, like I just occasionally see like re like mentions of Girls in Panzer on TV tropes, just all over the place. And so it just kind of stuck in my head, like, oh, this must be a thing that people watch a lot of. And then I, you know, went and suddenly, you know, started watching anime and started watching a whole lot more anime. I just sort of remembered, like, hey, Girls in Pants is a thing that a lot of people, like, really enjoy. I should go check it out. Well, as it turns out, uh, it's not that Girls in Pants is, like, super huge. It's not that it's not huge, but it's not, it's, it's not small. It's not big, either. It is moderately successful. Uh, it just has an incredibly vocal and active community. They, they will not shut up. <laughs> they are everywhere. <laughs> Oh, so it's like Senfo Gear then. But um by Studio Octus, I believe I mentioned that. Uh This is kind of Octus's cash I don't know if I'm pronouncing that studio right or not, I don't care. Uh this is like their their cash cow. So this The first season of Girls and Panzer came out in twenty twelve. Uh Since then, it is currently, as of recording, 2021, they have released three other projects. Not including Princess Principal, which they, like, collabed with, at least, like, the first season, with Studio 3HC. They've done three other things. For for nine years, they've been doing, like, nothing but Girls on Penzer. Well, hey, if you're doing something right... <laughs> Yeah, if you're, if you're doing something right. Um, so, Girls in Panzer. I, I I started watching. And first minute went roughly like, it's like, uh, I, I deliberately uh, didn't watch Girls in Panzer or uh, the other one topic of this this episode before, like, beforehand. Because A, uh, like I said, they've been, like, pumping Girls in Panzer stuff out for nine years so there's a lot of it so i never i could not have physically done that and b i just kind of want to see how good things have stuck in my memory but uh so first minute you know we have you know it was pretty anime uh just got a bunch of you know japanese schoolgirls laying around in tanks pretty anime pretty pretty normal stuff you know uh they're driving, it's like, you know, POV shot. I'm like, alright, this is very strange. And they start shooting at each other. I'm like, okay, that's that's strange. Then a shot gets fired, and it gets like a POV tracking shot right at some girl's face. Smash to black, and then, like, start playing something else. <laughs> very effective way of getting me on board, if only because I'm like, okay, did she just die? Did some, did some poor did some poor you know Japanese school go get her head splattered across a mountainside? Especially since when when we cut back, it's like she just wakes up like was it a dream or was it a flash forward or yeah? So a very effective opening uh, makes you makes you ask you the question of what the heck just happened to this strange orange haired girl. And then they, you know, they eventually answer and so on and so forth. But, um, Girls in Panzer, as a, as, a, as a brief overview, it takes place in some sort of strange, 
alternate universe where there there are two things strange about this alternate universe. One, uh, tanks, the the art of armored warfare, is considered a sport, and it's considered a like it's considered a traditionally female sport. So you have, in the same vein as you would have like a high school softball team or something, you have high school tank teams. So you have, again, random Japanese schoolgirls climbing into World War II vintage tanks to shoot at each other. The, the second strange thing about this universe is that for some reason, like dating back to ancient Rome... It's been tradition for countries to build schools out of ships. So Urai is the, the school of the protagonists. It is a like seven mile long aircraft carrier. It's got a whole town on it. <laughs> <laughs> they literally built an entire school town on an aircraft carrier. And they're they're not like the only they're not the only school. No, this is a standard thing that everyone in the world does. They they like the 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 Japanese like all the schools. Funnily enough, they're all like themed off of like various things. So you have like the American school and the Italian school and the the Russian school and the the German school. They're all Japanese. Like, this kind of like the whole thing of like, oh, it's like preparing students for like college abroad and exchange trips and everything. But they're all Japanese. Except for, except for like some of the ones in the Russian school. They're actually like Russian, Russian. One of them may or may not be a spy for the Kremlin. <laughs> so we're just going to get out of the way right quick. Uh, Girls on Panzer is a very light and happy show. Despite the main character, Miho, having horrible, crippling PTSD uh, regarding, you know, people shooting at each other and almost dying in the process, she says, like, oh, it's incredibly rare for someone to be killed in one of these matches. It was, like, some bullshit about, like, their computers and, like, like safe simunitions and, like, layers of carbon fire, fiber armor put into the tanks. And my response to that is, one... You say rarely, not never. <laughs> Two, you are you are you again. You watched like five people almost drown. And three, that KV two fired a howitzer shell that wiped out an entire floor of a hotel. I don't want to know what would happen if that would, like, I don't care what level of carbon fiber you have in your tank. That much high explosives is going to just turn, you know, you're going to get 16-year-old soup. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> oh, God. Technically, I think it's more 17-year-old soup, but semantics. Uh, no, Miho is 16. Oh, she is. Okay, never yes. mind then. I, re I retract my statement. Well, maybe for some of the other students, though. She's a... She she's a she's a second year at the start, and then like over time. Wait, but we're talking about Japanese schools, right? Yes, those are she, three. She's three a young year. second year. Uh, I okay. so she's on like because you know like sixteen seventeen. Okay, so it's like she's gonna turn she, seventeen she, she's, during yes. the school year. Okay, yes. never mind. All complaints retracted, <laughs> as usual. Like the the freshmen are all like fifteen, so. Fifteen, sixteen. There's a, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Um, there's the inevitable, you know, dark alternate timelines that people joke about. Every fandom has like the dark alternate timeline that people joke about, except for Girls' Last Tour because Girls' Last Tour is the dark alternate timeline. But that's not <laughs> that's not the topic of discussion. <laughs> uh. Girls and Panzer, I suppose, is just very easy because they have an incredibly flimsy excuse for why it's, like, perfectly safe and why you can be like, oh, yeah, this is fun and, and, and enjoyable. This is, like, held up by string and bubblegum. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, there's the relatively famous uh, Saki. She's one of the characters. Her name's not particularly important. Uh, is, like, a time traveler planeswalker where she comes from, like, the dark alternate universe, and that's why she is 95% of the time staring off into space looking completely stunned out. Just because she's like, hmm, I watched you beat her to death with her own spleen. <laughs> then, of course, there's uh, TK, which, for the sake of my soul, I have not read. I, I do not regret that decision. That is the dark alternate timeline of the dark alternate timelines. Of Girls and Panzer. And Let's, we will say... Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it there. We will say no more. But, uh... Girls and Panzer kinda has a reputation for playing fast and loose with the laws of physics. Which... I, I actually, like, thinking about it for this, I, I realized... Like, yes, but, like, the first season was somewhat grounded. I say somewhat, like, when you drift, like, in the first season, when they try and drift a tank, they're, like, they shred their tracks. The tank's not going anywhere once they drift the thing. But, uh, once you hit the movie, Girls and Panzer turns into the show, into the show, slash movie, slash franchise, where you can ramp a tank off another tank to shoot down the barrel of a third tank. Where you can put a tank on the back of another tank to yeet the tank into position. And where your tank can have its treads blown off. You whip a steering wheel out of nowhere, plug it in, start driving it like a race car. Then you get half the road wheels shot off. Then you're still driving it on one set of wheels on one side of the vehicle. All while someone's playing some strange Finnish instrument. And all those happened within five minutes of each other. Good times. Good times. Like the 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 main series is placed like somewhat fast and loose with physics. The movies where they turn things up to eleven, and like the movie's the one where they have the tiger and they have the buttons on the tiger, where one's labeled VTOL and the other one's labeled stealth mode. They never press either of those buttons, but they push it and then the boost activates and they start going, Yes, ride our majestic prince. <laughs> They put a supercharger in their tiger. <laughs> it's also what ta taught me that tigers are hybrids. That's right. The Germans made a hybrid tank. Because why not? Girls and Panzer. Uh, is where, here's where we're going to probably get into the meat of the, the meat of the episode. It relies extremely heavily off of the characters. There, you, know, you have a you know a kooky, wacky cast of characters. You know, you have the freshman. Saki's one of them. She's great. <laughs> Mostly again because she just spends all the time staring off into space. I like to play the game. What is Saki doing in the background? <laughs> but uh, you have the freshman. You have the volleyball club. Who? Yes, there's a they like dress for a volleyball team in their tank. You have the weird, like, military otakus who, like, bow down in the direction of Finland five times a day for prayers. And, like, well, the one person's like, I'm the reincarnation of Erwin Rommel. You have the mechanics team who, again, they apparently installed a button labeled VTOL in their tiger tank. <laughs> 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 they have you know the student council team who is just three people so they're in like the lightest tank they have and also they apparently hired the person with the worst eyesight to be the gunner <laughs> she hits one thing in like the entire show in the entire series she hits one thing she didn't even hit the thing she was aiming at <laughs> one time she manages to hit something and it wasn't even the thing she was aiming at you've got the you've got uh you know the main characters uh, Miho, Yukari, Sori, can't pronounce her name, uh, not, Kath, not Catherine, um, the one that eats a lot, <laughs> and, oh yeah, uh, Mako, the one that's sleepy all the time, except for that one time she wasn't, 
you've got the student moral councils team. There's all the other teams from all the other schools. This this show basically relies on there is a character somewhere, if even for only a split second that they're on screen, that you will like. So it's there's Star the, Wars then. Kind of. There's the there's the British who they got like Darjeeling and Assam and Rosehip and Orange Beak. Orange Beak is the best. Uh, <laughs> you've got the Russians. With Clara and the and Katusha, Katusha, yes, and Nona, Nona, yes, Katusha, who is basically reincarnated Lolly Stalin. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. She's 18. She's four foot two. I'm pretty sure she is legitimately the shortest anime character I've seen who wasn't an actual child. She also likes to scream at how she'll have people purged. Like I said, Lolly Stalin. There's the Finnish team, who uh, <laughs> basically just keeps robbing people. <laughs> You've got the American team, who... Uh, I mean, they're they're Americans. They're big. They're, they they eat a lot. They're loud. They're annoying. Also, again, all of these people are Japanese. It's like they just sort of decided, hey, let's just pretend to be Americans and go with it. You got the German team, who you got Erica. You have Maho, Miho's sister. Miho used to be on that on that school. Uh, then you know, backstory happened. Perfect drama. Her mom's a total bitch. Um, yeah, that kicks off the main plot. That's that's not important. <laughs> uh, there's the Italians, who are all offensively Italian. There's the Japanese school, who you'd think that there wouldn't be a Japanese school because they're already Japanese, but like no, they take like they're like Japanese World War Two to the max, like. <laughs> Charge headfirst, screaming bonsai. <laughs> and we'll remind you, they are in tanks. They are in guns. Tanks. <laughs> yes. They always die. <laughs> it is. It is truly hilarious. You got the. There's a. There's so many other teams. There's one based on Poland. There's one based on Spain. There's two, there's actually like, there's actually three French ones. There were three French ones. Now there's only two French ones. Don't ask what happened to the third one. French things happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the plot of Girls and Panzer is basically, literally just an excuse plot. Like, it's it's like the standard sports anime plot of like, oh no, our school's gonna be shut down. Unless we can win, like, the big tournament to, like, prove that our school deserves to not be shut down. Literally, like, 50% of high school sports movies in America and just, like, 50% of sports anime in Japan. Yeah, it's, it's the same plot. Literally that. But this time with tanks. <laughs> Except this time it's with tanks. The show takes an inordinate amount of piss. Uh, the movie is literally the exact same plot. Literally the exact same plot. It's sort of like, hey, so uh, remember how we fought the like, great whole like tournament arc thing to avoid having our school shut down? Yeah, our school's getting shut down anyway. <laughs> like, apparently, like random like wager death matches with like the dude running like the school program aren't like legally binding. <laughs> so they're like, all right, you know what we do? How about we sign a legally binding contract to have another like tank death tournament? What could possibly go wrong? But, um... In the movie... Uh, I'll get into the movie in a little bit, but, uh... No, no, I'll get into the movie now. Because uh, I don't really feel like we're going to have a good segue into it. The movie is, ironically enough, where Girls in Panzer went from, like, good to actually pretty great. Because it's Girls in Panzer, more of it, but... Even more of it. 
like I said, they dialed it up to 11 with just, like, completely disregarding the laws of physics. Everyone's drifting their tanks now. Someone skips a tank across a pond of water like it's a stone. Someone, you know, again, the movies where they decide to go from taking the piss to getting the fire engine and basically saying, all right, guys, don't open your mouths. <sighs> I say all this because Girls in Panzer sort of like inherently relies on spectacle to draw you in. The first thing the, the show basically says is, all right, hey, want to see what it would be like for a, you know, a 16-year-old girl to have a narrow mist of a, you know, 75 millimeter shell nearly take her head off like you see that you ever seen the movie fury like people have memed that scene with the dude getting his head taken off from a stray tank shell into girls and panzer so many times it lures you in you know people drifting tanks you know just the idea of hey let's have random tank battles in the middle of cities because it's fun don't worry the insurance will totally cover it just don't think about it. But, uh... It's it's the characters that keep you returning. Uh, the... So there's Girls in Panzer. Uh, Girls in Panzer had the Enzio War episode, which is... It literally takes place in the middle of the series, but it... Kind of would have killed the pacing if they put it there. So they cut it out and left it as a bonus. Then there's... Uh, Der Film, Girls in Panzer Der Film, gratuitous, terrible, terrible German, is everywhere in this. Which is Girls in Panzer, but more, but extra. Then there is Das Finale, which is not the end of Girls in Panzer, it's the end of, like, the current character storylines, more or less. I'm gonna segue real quick into the second topic of this uh, high school fleet. High School Fleet came oh out in 2016 from Production IMS, which is unfortunately no longer with us. A salute to, well, a salute or just like I'd, a, I'd, a Yeah, wave. I'd like a salute to them, but the, they did, yeah. <laughs> they did the sequel to Date Olive. Which one? Two or the, three? The second one. They, the second one. Okay. They did Data Live 2. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't do three. No. Interesting. Good to know. They did Gotta Be the Twin Tail. Wait, they did? Yeah. Sweet Jesus. They did. They've, they've basically done very, very little. They were active starting in 2013. And they did their last thing in 2018. I'm nine. I, they went and they like went bankrupt. So five years. They they had five years. Five tumultuous years. We'll just we'll go ahead and give them a salute. <laughs> tumultuous is the word I would use. Uh, they basically and all this is entirely speculative because uh, it's not exactly like the studios around to answer questions anymore. But uh, they basically said, like, hey, what if we did uh, Girls in Panzer, but we can't do it with tanks, because that idea's taken. What if we do it with ships on the ocean? Uh, thus, thus began a high school fleet, which takes place in some sort of strange alternate universe. Where Japan, uh, like, went mining something or another, it doesn't matter. Uh, they accidentally sank the country. Yeah, Japan accidentally sank itself into the ocean. Hey, just like in that uh, Japan Sinks thing. <laughs> yeah, just like in Japan Sinks. Except, uh, like, in, like, the early 1900s or late 1890s, something like that. Uh... <laughs> This takes wow. place in the relatively modern day. Oh, also, this is actually quite important for High School Fleet. They never invented heavier-than-air flight in this universe. Somehow. 
which is basically the excuse for why everyone's running around in like old school warships instead of like just having an aircraft carrier demolish things from 500 miles away. But high school fleet in uh, in Japan, they're like, okay, so now we have to like live on the ocean now and become ocean people. Like, build ocean habitats and, like, what little coastline we have that survived to form even tinier islands. We need to have, like, a huge navy to, like, do navy stuff. Don't know where they got, like, the industry for all this, but it d- d- doesn't matter. Don't think about it. It's, it's like, the same rules as Girls and Panzer. Just don't think about it. Uh, so they decided to, to build a, a massive navy. But, like, we need to, like, let everyone know this is a navy of peace. A navy of peace. So they made it, uh, all the ships are crewed exclusively by women. They call themselves the Blue Mermaids. But, uh, completely ignore why Japan in this era of peace decided to build four Yamato-class super battleships. Don't worry about it. But uh, so you, <laughs> it's one of the it's one of those things that's incredibly concerning. The more you look at it, for for increasing number of reasons. But again, uh, girls and Panzer rules just don't think about it. This their vision is based on movement. Don't move. Don't think about it, and it can't hurt you. So you have. Uh, a girl named Akeno, I had to look that up, (laughs) Uh, who she and some other characters, they, like, start their careers as cadets in, like, uh, Navy high school to become blue mermaids and, you know, protect the peace. And then they're framed for something. It, it literally doesn't even particularly make sense in-universe. Uh, because, like, a hamster got dredged up from the ocean floor and started spreading some sort of, like, alien hate plague. And then, now the, and then they had to run around in their little tin can of a destroyer to, like, prevent the Musashi, one of, the, one of said Yamato-class battleships for you people who don't know a lot about battleships uh from just like shelling the hell out of what's left of the japanese mainland because you know totally needed those 18 inch guns (laughs) uh it just describing the plot makes me want to just like makes my brain want to dribble out of my ears (laughs) there's like some sort of hate plague running around that's like gonna like cause everyone to like go full rage virus and try and kill each other but it's also apparently deactivated by seawater which you'd think would be a real easy fix considering that all the infectees are confined to ships on the water but you know no anyway the the destroyer the harakaze the, the the ship is infinitely more interesting than any of the characters in the show. Uh, saves the day, yay! Also teaming up with uh, like a German pocket battleship and some other stuff. The plot doesn't make sense. I I, I brought up high school fully because a it's basically girls and Panzer. Uh, we can do it too, guys. But um. It goes to show, like, my point with Girls and Panzer. Girls and Panzer in that it draws you in with the spectacle, but it keeps you because of the characters. Because uh, High School Fleet, like, the, the fights are fairly interesting. <laughs> They're equally as nonsense, physics-wise. Uh, I don't think it's fairly realistic for a destroyer to shoot uh, 16-inch naval shells out of the air with its main gun. Uh, they also play even, like, even just as fast and loose with the whole, like, oh, it's totally okay, like, there's, like, carbon fiber in airbags in the ship, that's why no one dies. Uh, except being a naval ship, 
I can, by the thinnest stretch of disbelief, believe that firing like a World War II vintage, like three inch gun or like 88 millimeter gun, 90 millimeter gun, whatever, uh, can't penetrate like some fancy dancy carbon fiber armor. I have infinitely less ability to believe that airbags and like just carbon, they never even like try and justify it. It's just like, oh, the carbon held up, uh, can stop again, like six inch, eight inch, like 16 inch, 18 inch artillery shells. These things that weigh several tons and could literally, if it just fell on someone, could squash them flat. But uh, yeah, the fights are vaguely interesting. The characters are completely boring as hell. I was about to say, you watched uh, High School Fleet most of the way through. With yeah, I watched a good portion of it with you. You watched like the first eight episodes. Yeah. what From what I remember, most of the characters are like the generic, stereotypical Moe type sports anime characters. Yes. You got the Genki one, you got the like super sad one, you got the serious one. There's the one girl. This is, to my memory, there's the main character. There's the other main character who's, like, cursed. Literally, like, like a gypsy put a curse on her family. Like, level cursed. <laughs> uh, there's the one girl who really likes explosions and gets way too excited to be allowed to fire off a full spread of torpedoes at things. That's another thing. Uh, I don't know if they, like, use modern torpedoes. I would certainly hope they do. But uh, if they're using, like, Japanese vintage torpedoes from, like, World War II, from their, like, vaguely World War II-esque destroyer, those things use pure oxygen as propulsion. A single fragment uh, will turn their destroyer into a several-mile-wide, like, <laughs> debris field. <laughs> just, just another reason why I'm like, hmm, yeah, I don't entirely believe that they would survive this. But uh, there's the helmsman who is incredibly cowardly. That that's her entire character. I suppose for most of the characters, you could just say a single word, and that's their entire character. There's also the German one who is German. I'm fairly certain that's her entire character. She she's German. Further proving my point. <laughs> she likes gangster movies. She she has she has two character traits. She's German. She likes Japanese gangster movies. Are you sure she's not the main character? <laughs> no. <laughs> but uh, it's one of those things where girls in pants are at first when writing this. I almost thought like, hey, wait a minute. It seems almost like all the characters in girls in pants are, are almost like superficially, like like characterized, and they like they're all like weirdly quirky, but they never ever seem to have anything else but i realized that in terms of screen time the how many dozens or hundreds of characters not hundreds dozens of characters that they have to to characterize like they characterize the main the main like five and then everyone else gets just like a couple gets like a little bit of time to be characterized and they leave it to the spin-offs which kind of kind of works I, I don't want to say that high school fleet needed spin-offs in order to be good it did <laughs> high school fleet was more or less doomed from the start but uh like orange pico i said she is the best uh she has she speaks like what four five lines of dialogue in like the main series proper yeah something like that Something like that, yeah. Uh, what made me realize that, or <laughs> what made Orange Pico so great is just her sort of less like, oh, yeah, 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 totally, Darjeeling. Yeah, no, you're right, that saying totally makes sense. I, this would all make sense if you watch the show. I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> I could I could talk about Girls in Panzer for hours. Um, in one of the spinoff mangas, uh, Darjeeling, her, her boss, is being... Darjeeling, which is to say having little concept of personal space 
what constitutes proper public and uh proper public uh displays of affection and being flamingly homosexual uh, <laughs> so that's that's Darjeeling. She's just like again just like I I would say flirting, say more harassing Pico <laughs> with the psalm. And then Asahar and Asam are fighting over which of them loves Pico more. So basically decide to, they get decide to have a tug of war with her. And the idea of when she like goes, Oh stop, you're hurting me. Whoever lets go first is the one who truly loves her. So they go to they go to do their little tug of war, except they can't budge her an inch. And then it's like, what's going on? Then she just sort of casually flexes inward. They both crack their skulls against each other, and she just walks away without saying a word. I swear, you, you like the only thing that would be better had she just put on sunglasses, <laughs> just walked away like thug life. It's they have a lot of characters with a lot of like, oh, they're quirky characters, but they have room for personality. They're not generic. You know what I'm saying? I think so. Like, Katyusha is, you know, the reincarnation of Lolly Stalin, but... <laughs> oh, <laughs> she's the Lolly reincarnation of Stalin, I suppose it would make more sense. Yeah. But, uh... In the show proper, she sort of, like, shows up riding on top of Nona, insults the main characters, eats, takes a nap, wakes up, loses, <laughs> starts to cry... <laughs> But there's enough of a shell of a personality there that you can fill in some of the blanks yourself and the rest can be filled in by supplemental materials. With High School Fleet, uh, the characters are so generic that I was, I was about to say like you can't like fill them in, but I'm trying to think of one. And again, there's the scientist lady. There's the one girl with white hair. Who really knows how to handle uh, a light anti-aircraft gun? <laughs> uh, torpedo girl, main character, gypsy cursed lady, German woman. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it right now. And, I mean, admittedly, I've watched a little bit more Girls in Panzer than I have High School Fleet. But I haven't watched as, I haven't paid much as much attention to Girls in Panzer as you have. Yes. Right, but even so, I can think of any given character. I don't remember their names, but I can imagine what they look like and what like their thing is in my head. I can't remember anything from High School Fleet. Yeah, it's uh, it's the it's just the more or less the point I was going. Like Darjeeling is British, and like oh yes. Must be proper Victorian. Yes, yes. You know, Maho... Maho's actually... Like, act, like Maho's like an actual character. Because she, she's Miho's sister. Miho, actual character. Yukari. Mako. Hana. Hannah. That's her name. I just remember her as the girl who eats a lot. And that's another thing that I should mention. Girls in Pans are also shows you without telling people's character traits. At no point do they ever state that Hannah is a big eater. At no point does someone ever go, wow, you sure do eat a lot. It's just that in the background, whenever the characters are getting food, she has like twice as much as anyone else. <laughs> like she, she, it's blink and you'll miss it. She's she's always ordering like food for two people and eating it herself. That that that's how we know she's a big eater. They show us. They don't tell us. They show us. Yukari, her her room is an interesting bit of character. Just the stuff around it, because her like lonely, friendless background, and her weird obsession with Miho. <laughs> Did I mention that girls in Panzer isn't afraid to take the piss? Because Girls on Friends isn't afraid to take the piss. You know, the show with the alien, or not even, they're not even aliens, I don't think. The shows with the, the show with the mutant hamsters spreading rage virus. 
attempts to be serious. It's stupid as hell, but it, they're like, oh, we must be serious. We must stop them from, from like bombarding things and killing people and potentially a war. I don't know. Don't remember. <laughs> Girls in Panzer. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're saving our school. Tournament arc, standard stuff, standard stuff. Um... And now the now the French are rioting. <laughs> because when aren't the French rioting? <laughs> Sorry, just the picture of the French school. Like all the students whip out riot gear. <laughs> they're beating <laughs> they're beating the shit out of each other with loaves of bread. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that riot was also started over food in the first place. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Sounds pretty French. Something I wanted to mention, I kind of danced around this whole time. Girls in Panzer is grounded in its storytelling. Like again, the their goal is always simple: save the school, and then save the school again. And then for Dos Finale, which is the end of Urai's story, it's not even that. It's just like, hey, uh, this one character who like is even particularly like nice. Uh, like, she can't get into college, because her family's super dirt poor. So, like, we need to, we need to get her, a, we need to get her an athletic scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's literally the plot. It's like, it's like a six OVA, like, movie series. Dos Finale. It's literally just, like, getting one of the characters an athletic scholarship. Yeah. Very, very simple motivations to all of the plots in Girls in Panzer. They kind of make sense, though. I mean, for characters in high school, I mean, normal high, uh, you know, despite what anime may have us believe, normal high schoolers usually don't have to worry about saving the word for the world from evil viruses or aliens attacking or like ancient vampire races. Their problems usually involve, like, oh, shit, like, high school stuff. And in the case of sports anime, well, well, I suppose for sports anime, it's a lot more... Actually, sports anime in general are a lot more grounded, I think, because it's usually rela related to whatever sport is being played in the show. And that's where most of the drama comes from, for the dramatic ones, or the comedy for the comedic ones. Um, so if you structure it like a sports anime then, yeah, you can get a lot of mileage out of what if girls had tanks? <laughs> you can get a shocking amount of mileage out of it. The The point that I've been trying to make this whole time, I brought it up before, is spectacle. I, I've actually been trying to stop using the word action to describe things. Okay. Because I realize that action has a lot of forms. So it's like, oh, like you don't like action films? There's so many different types of action films that saying you don't like action films is kind of a misnomer. Okay. Fundamentally, the way I see it, action revolves around spectacle. Like, you're not, like, watching John Wick go completely ballistic over his dog is spectacle. You're enjoying watching him have sword fights on motorcycles through the tunnels of New York City. Because it's a spectacle. You know, him putting a pencil through the brain of somebody is a spectacle. Uh, Commando, watching Arnold Schwarzenegger gun down, like, 80 people and throwing a steam pipe through a guy to rescue his daughter is spectacle. Die Hard, you know, John McClane... Roughing it, running around. <laughs> I would say doing diehard things, but <laughs> diehard literally wrote the book on diehard things. Uh, it's it's spectacle. Okay. Spectacle is good. I like spectacle. Or should we say maybe spectacle isn't bad? It's like it's a neutral thing. You can use it for good or ill. Yes. The problem with spectacle is that... It wears off. I was not particularly as enamored with the last th third John Wick movie, John Wick movie, because I'm like, yeah, like the the whole plot is interesting, and everything, but I mean, how much more are you gonna go? Like the dude went to freaking Morocco 
to me, like the original Assassins, and which I'm pretty sure may be combining the canon of Assassin's Creed and John Wick. You know, he went and died in the almost died in the desert and chopped off his finger and fought a bunch of people with weird armor stuff. Like, how much more are you gonna go? Like, he, there's an upper limit to where you can go with this. Things are just gonna keep escalating. Uh, girls and pens are like. Yeah, you can ramp a tank off another tank to blow up a friggin' 600mm siege gun. But where does it stop? You gonna get an even bigger siege gun? You get the you gonna get the friggin' was it the, the Gustav gun? Is that the one that's 80 centimeters? 800 I millimeters? So. <laughs> you gonna grab that one next? You gonna stretch the definition of tank even more? Like they had the mouse as like the big boss of the of the main series proper. We're gonna get the was the the rat, the one that's even bigger than that, the one that's <laughs> the size of like the biggest piece of Earth move equipment on the planet. Girls on Panzer, uh, I I almost didn't want to watch the second part of Das Finale because the first movie, first episode or whatever, for some reason it didn't grab me, and it wasn't until much later that I realized that. It was almost all spectacle, to say. Then I watched the second one, and it pulled me back in because it spent time... It showed us uh, Miho and Alice, you know, interacting, you know, continuing after, like, the movie, you know, their whole, like, friendship there. It showed us what... I don't even remember the... I don't even remember the character whose name that they're trying to get... Uh, the sports follower. Like, there's like, there's like, this character has so many similar names because it's like Miho, Maho, Mako, Miko, Momo. Momo, Momo's the one. Got it in like five. Uh, they show her what her like actual like home life is. They show us like, oh, here's her family. Here's her brothers and sisters, her parents. Like, why do we care that she, you know, gets a sports scholarship so she can go off to a good school? So, what you're saying is. Giving context to spectacle. Yes, giving context to spectacle. I mean, I remember quite clearly uh, in Das Finale Part 2 when the one French girl, friggin' ninja, like, backflipped her way onto a tank. That was cool. I don't remember anything from the first one. I'm not saying there wasn't even action there, it's just, I wasn't engaged, so I didn't remember it. I think part of this comes back to, uh, a couple episodes ago, we talked about Old Noah Zero and Urobuchi's work, Gen Urobuchi, and how there's the contrast of hope and hopelessness in some of his works, and so it kind of comes up here as well. Where contrasting the calm context to spectacle makes the spectacle mean more, and it makes it more memorable. Yes, sort of I, I think you're. I think you're. I think you're pretty right there. Yeah. So I suppose <laughs> we could probably formulate some kind of general rule of contrast in media, where contrast brings out a lot of really big things in each thing that's being contrasted. It's sort of like food. Sort of like cooking. Where you'll put something a contrasting flavor into the dish to bring out the first flavor even more. Sort of thing. Yes. Like sweet and sour or sweet and salty. Doesn't doesn't seem like it should work, but it does. <laughs> no, I I I I like to alternate fistfuls of M and M's and potato chips. With girls and Panzer, there are so many so many characters. I I have not even touched on all the characters. There are so many characters. They introduce more characters each time. They introduced pirates in for Dos Finale. There are pirates now as part of their tank team. Oh yeah. Also. They they went plumbing into like the bowels of the depths of their aircraft carrier because as it turns out like a seven and a half, I think it's like ten and a half kilometers so I think that's like seven miles. 
Somewhere as it turns like out, you know, a you know, seven mile long ship has a lot of interior volume that isn't all going to be used for like normal stuff. Like you can get very easily lost. Yukari, I think her explicit words where she compared it to the uh bad parts of Johannesburg. <laughs> Which, no offense to the people of Johannesburg, I'm fairly certain your city has no good parts to it. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. They get attacked by pirates inside the ship. They kidnap one of the one of the one of the girls for like the student morals committee. They have to go on an adventure through the dungeon of the ship. So there's a literal dungeon underneath in the ship somewhere. Uh, don't know when they installed it or why they installed it, but there's a dungeon in there. Also a bar for pirates. Uh, they get into a brawl with the pirates. Yukari pulls a hand grenade out of nowhere, and knowing Yukari's character. It's entirely probable it was a live hand grenade that she was prepared to blow everyone up with. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And they end up recruiting some of the pirates to pilot like a, was a Mark Eight, uh, a Mark Eight tank, like a Mark Eight land ship, like from World War One. <laughs> <laughs> One of those. They hire pirates. To, they stick a mast and sails on it too. <laughs> How appropriate that pirates would pilot a land ship. There was a, there was, I'm just remembering the Ferris wheel scene from the movie. They, they shoot a Ferris wheel and like, now there's a Ferris wheel running around. They're having to dodge it in their tanks, drifting around, shooting at each other. There's tanks on the roller coaster, riding it like roller cars, shooting at each other. <laughs> Girls and Panzer is dumb as hell. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And it's pretty well put together. And it's pretty well put together. Uh, like I said, Girls in Panzer. Octus is doing this weird thing with their properties. Because I said their they're only other property that they're like doing stuff with is Prince's Principle. Yeah. Because uh, like, Prince's Principle came out in 2017. And then it's like between then and now... The only things they've released is something for Princess Principal, Else, and, like, more Girls in Panzer. Which, you know, fair on them. You know, if you're gonna make more of something, Princess Principal is pretty, pretty, pretty decent thing to make more of. Uh, they, they're doing this weird thing where instead of, like, making proper second seasons, they're making six-part, like, movie miniseries. Where, like, like, like hour-long OVAs. There I mean, for both Princess Principal and Girl, uh, Girls and Panzer. I mean, technically, isn't that the equivalent of another season, strictly speaking? More or less, yeah. It is still weird, though. It it is weird because like each one, each each one is like self-contained. Well, I haven't seen the Princess Principal one because it only like it got delayed so heavily because of COVID that it ended up coming out just this year in Japan, and it still needs to come to like America. Yay. But uh, it took them... There was a two-year gap between DOS Finale Part 1 and Part 2. Part 3 is coming out na uh, this year, which is another two-year gap. So I'm like, is it, is it take you two years to make two episodes of this show? It's kind of worth the wait, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, so Girls in Panzer, they're doing this weird, like, six-part continuation thing. So, Das Finale is the end of Urai's story, the, the school that we're following for, like, the main plotline this entire time. And that's actually kind of one of the themes of the, uh, of the, I don't want to say, like, second season, but of, of Das Finale is how all the characters are, like, starting to move on. Like, that's why she needs a college scholarship, is because she's graduating and going to college. She's not going to be in this high school anymore. Like, you got Erica sitting around. Erica, one of the German kids, sitting around, like, as a total sad loner. It's been like, <laughs> there's the, I, I just imagine her sitting there listening to emo music the entire time because Maho's going to Germany 
to go. Like I said, the, the whole point of like why they theme their schools is for like international schooling. But she's going to Germany for college. So Erica's just all sad. Uh, Darjeeling's moving on. It's going to be, people are still asking like, is it going to be Pico who takes the spot? Or is it going to be Rosehip? That's that's going to be interesting. I want to see Pico leading uh, St. Gloriana's. Uh, just all the characters are moving on. Katyusha is going to Russia to, for school, and she still doesn't speak any Russian. That's a running gag in Girls and Panzer. The fact that the commander of the Russians doesn't speak any Russian. But, uh, the DOS finale is the, is supposed to be like the end of an era for Girls and Panzer. And the beginning of a new one. And, again, because it's they they managed to balance uh, spectacle and character so well. I think it's going to survive losing its main cast, more or less. Uh, you you gotta hope. You gotta hope. I mean, another one of the thing. One of the initial complaints I had with the with with part one of Dos Finale, which I didn't quite realize why I had this problem with it until later, was I'm like, so they're fighting the French school. And the whole was like, oh, we gotta like, you know, fighting the French school, French stuff, blah 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 blah. I'm like, can we have the French school be the protagonist? Because they're like the scrappy underdog in this. Like Urai, like they won. Like that was the thing. They won the tournament at the end of the series. They won the tournament in the movie. They've they've won. They're not the underdogs anymore. And you know they managed to refocus it with like you know again with <laughs> they managed to refocus it on the characters rather than the. You know, the action or the school itself, but uh, I initially was complaining about, like, the French school not being, like, the main characters, but I'm thinking, you know, they were able to, you know, have other, they will introduce other interesting characters who could easily take the place of Urai makes me think they're gonna, they have the ability to do it. Well, they didn't do it this time, but they could. Next time. <laughs> next time. Yeah, certainly next time it won't just be another ragtag underdog team who has to save their school by winning a tournament of Tankery. They wouldn't do that for the third season, right? No, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, there's 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 a lot of interesting things to explore in this universe. Uh, I kind of want to see Alice be like a be like one of maybe not necessarily the main character of like a third season, but I, I definitely want her to be in it. Alice is she's from the movie. She was introduced there. She is the, you know, epic, you know, prodigy uh, of of, of Sencha Do is what they call it. Sencha Do or Tankery if you do it uh the American way. Like the American localization or uh Panzerfahren. If you're one of the weird fan translators that insists on making everything randomly German, uh, she's you know she's the you know she's so skilled at the art of Senshido that as a child she was you know allowed to skip all the grades and go straight to college, where she where where she joined their the like a college tankery team, and then of course there's the OVA. In which is like, hey, so as it turns out, you can't just randomly have a 12-year-old go to college. So she has to actually like go back and like do some of the normal grades. <laughs> so she's, like, she's like, yeah, uh, you have to go back and at least get like a high school diploma or something. <laughs> so that, so, so, she, so uh, she joined high school for like Dos Finale, so I'm pretty sure she's a freshman. So, you know, just saying, she could be a... She could be an important character. She's interesting. <laughs> She's kind of funny. Okay, here's an idea. Alice as, like, the mentor character to the new main characters in Season 3. I'd buy that. <laughs> uh, Yeah, I think that's a good ending point. Uh, Girls in Panzer? Excited for the future. High School Fleet. High School Fleet had a movie, actually. How was it? 
I don't know. I haven't seen it. It's not like it's not legally available in America, to my knowledge. Hmm. Fun. And we at Anime Storganoff cannot legally uh, advocate breaking the law. Also, I just haven't bothered to see it. Like wherever, I don't care. Technically, we are not under no obligation to say that you shouldn't shouldn't quote unquote illegally quote unquote download quote unquote the movie from quote unquote streaming sites but to each their own i do know that the the i did watch the ovas uh the ovas for high school fleet are i literally there were two of them i literally cannot remember i they so blended together in my mind again because they're kind of they're kind of generic uh so at the slight spoiler alert for high school fleet it doesn't matter you're not going to watch this show um, <laughs> they're a destroyer after all the punishment and abuse it took over the course of the main series sinks in uh sinks at the end and it's all sad i'm like you know it it sank in harbor right like you can just like raise it like people do with ships uh, in the OVA, they 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 actually like do raise it, but only to scrap it because there is just a huge gash in the waterline. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, you're not fixing that. Also, how did it get home? <laughs> if it took that much damage, these kids should have been swimming home. <laughs> but uh, then they're all like sad. It's like, oh no, if we don't have a ship, then we'll be kicked out of the high school. And they're like, that's not how school works. No, we're just going to get you another one. <laughs> we get these things out of a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good stuff. Good stuff. Alright, well. That's about it for today. That is about it for today. Uh, any, str- any strange people out there who, who also watch Girls on Panzer? Uh, tell us about it on the Discord. Yeah. And if you've watched High School Fleet, you have our condolences. <laughs> you have my condolences. It's not even that it's bad, it's just kind of painfully generic and slightly boring at times. Doesn't that make it even worse than worse, though? Kinda, yeah. Yeah. Well, in any case, I have been Lilith. And I have been Eli. And this has been Anime Stroganoff.